This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatal back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal preview show. Looking ahead to Arsenal's next fixture, which of course is on Boxing Day, as Arsenal face West Ham United in the first game back after the World Cup competitive game. That is, of course, we played a number of friendlies of varying levels of success, and uh, we think we're very, very happy to see some competitive action return. As always, I'll be joined by some of our guests from the Discord server, of which there is plenty more today, because, well, not just today, but yesterday after Francois's very kind Christmas gift and offered up 50 free memberships to 50 random listeners on the show the other day. And uh, it's been great to see some new faces in the Discord server these past couple of days as well. Uh, and we've got some fantastic guests for you to talk to today on the show. Let's first introduce Jared. How are you doing, Jared? You good, well? Doing really good. Glad to be back on. Always good to see you. Indeed, likewise, likewise. You're surviving Mike across this period as well, and you're back with him, I saw the other day. Uh, <laughs> as well as anyone can, I suppose. Indeed, this is the best way to put it. Uh, there's a little bit of Mike, or I say a little bit, there's quite a lot of Mike going to be across the channel across Christmas as well. Uh, he's featuring on a couple of shows, so look forward to seeing uh, reactions to that, as always. Also joined by Ojo. How are you doing, Ojo? You're muted. You're muted. <laughs> Don't blame the guests. Right? Should, this is supposed to be on the host. How how is that my fault? <laughs> I, I, like, I would admit to it usually, but no, no, not a chance. So how are you, how are you guys? You know, I'm, I'm looking at you know Jared's background and I look at my like I look I feel very poor. It's just a tad more uh, adorned with Arsenal memorabilia, isn't it? Is the Arsene Wenger one new, Jared? Oh, you're muted. Oh, you both done it. This is great form for the first preview show. It's, <laughs> it's relatively new. I probably had it three or four months back. It's we have so many good artists in the Arsenal community. It's it's mm. done by a guy named Del Llewellyn, who's just unbelievable. You can find him on all the socials, but he's really really talented. Lovely stuff. Definitely worth a plug there. And finally, making up our quartet this evening, it's Josh. How you doing, Josh? I'm good. How are you guys? Very good indeed. Thank you so much. For, is this your first preview show, Josh? That you've been on first preview, yeah. 
Indeed. I know you've been on the phone-ins, right? But the uh, yeah. yeah, the uh, the first preview show, I'm sure it will go absolutely fine. You've got two veterans alongside you today. So uh, you'll be, yeah, you'll be all good. Jared, I'll start with you, mate. How relieved are you to have football back in the world, especially in the world of Arsenal and competitive games? You're muted again. This is poor form. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to never muting myself on our show when I come on here. It's like I'm never prepared for it. Good. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm like everybody else, really excited for Boxing Day. It's kind of a return to normalcy. I mean, as much as I enjoy the World Cup, I think all of us are ready to get back to club football, uh, especially with the year we're having. There's a, a lot to be excited about right now. Yeah, I love this from TJR says Josh just needs to mute himself just so he can fit in now with the crowd. Uh, yeah, it's it's exciting to be back, Jared. But I mean, how are you concerned at all with the way in which the friendlies have gone? We've we started really well against Leon and Milan. You know, we then had a really strange game against Juventus, dropping points. We lost, of course, to um, I think it was Watford in the behind closed doors friendly four two. Although we were two one up with the senior team at halftime. It's worth noting that before the kids came on at halftime and then we lost 4-2. And then we had this strange nil-nil draw with Luton um, in which Saka and Martinelli were both back and playing. Does it worry you or are you just kind of going, they're friendlies and, and that's all they are? It doesn't really worry me much. I know in a couple of those games, you look at the Juve game, you know, we give up two own goals, lose 2-0. When we were the dominant side, we had almost 80% of the ball in the first half and we're playing our style of football. So I'm not too concerned about the results in the friendlies. I'm more concerned with how are we going to adjust without Jesus up front. And that's obviously a, a major change from what we've seen this season. He's kind of been the stalwart in the team or, or one of. So I think that's going to be my main concern, which is why the Boxing Day game, you know, when you look at West Ham, Brighton, Newcastle, I think it's arguable that West Ham's maybe the easiest of those three. But for us, I think the most important when you come off of a big layoff like that, when you're in such good form to come back and have a, a down performance in that game, I think would cause, I mean, you know, the Arsenal community, it's going to cause a, a major uproar of whether that's justified or not. So I think if they come out in that game, have a good performance, even one nil, two nil win. I think that sort of calms everybody's nerves about how are we going to perform after the layoff? How are we going to perform without Jesus and, and sort of balances us out going into the new year? Yeah, absolutely. It is about kind of that first win, because uh, if you don't get it, then all of a sudden the question marks is, now you're going to win against Brighton, and then you've got games against Newcastle and Spurs and Manchester United to come after that. These two games in particular are really key before January. Ojo, how confident are we feeling with, you know, games against West Ham, a team that have been massively defensive this season? You know, they've not been playing the free-flowing attacking football we've seen of previous years. Uh, they're a lot more conservative. We might have to face a little bit of a low block in this game. But how confident are you feeling going into this one? I was, I was actually very confident once the World Cup ended. Then I watched Man City play yesterday and uh, my <laughs> confidence is... That to be fair, like if it. Nunez could hit the target, they might have lost that game, to be fair. <laughs> no, but we all know Nunez is not hitting any targets unless he's mm. playing Arsenal. So, um, About our chances against West Ham, I'm, I'm worried about our... Even though they're a very defensive team, we don't have a striker up top. So maybe we just end up... Uh, you know, nullifying. I mean, is that is that how damning your thoughts are on Enketia that you wouldn't even give him the credit of calling him a, a, a striker? No, I, I do. You believe in Eddie Enketia, Tom? Is this what we are basing our title hopes on? 
Because well, we it's, it's what we're at, it's what we're at, you know. Um, it, it's where we are at. I mean, yeah, I, I kind, I kind of am believing in him for the short term. Um, it, it's it's interesting to to look at somebody like Nketiah who ended last season so well, you know, five goals in seven games. Why don't you have that same confidence that he could replicate that this time around? Because la- last season, Eddie was tasked with uh, giving us top four. He gave us five goals in seven games, but ultimately we lost the objective of the season. And now we are putting him against the likes of Haaland and we are giving him half a season to take us to the promised land. I, I don't believe... I think maybe Eddie Nketiah is talented. When he's maybe 26, 27, he'll probably be somewhere like a Danny Ings or a Callum Wilson. I don't think he's up there to take a team like Arsenal to go and to basically challenge for the title. At this point, obviously, the window is not open. Maybe playing Eddie for a couple of games will open the eyes of the board and actually push them to go and invest. But personally, no disrespect to Eddie, but I don't think he can do it. Fair enough. Josh, I'm going to kind of move this question to you as well, because I'm curious as to your thoughts. Nketiah coming in to replace Jesus, of course, there's a significant gap between the two. But have you got any optimism about him coming in? Um, I think my views have probably been pretty clear from the Discord. Um, I think he played for a contract last year. Um, I think he was playing for a future club last year. I'd go as far as saying he's probably regressed since last year. Mm. He, And the thing that really doesn't fill me with confidence is I might have a contrarian point of view to everyone else when I say, when I watched him in the friendlies, I wasn't that impressed. Mm. And that was in uncompetitive games. Now you're moving him into competitive games where the pressure's actually on. Yeah, I think he's got a very short time. I think he's got up until the Newcastle game to prove himself. If he's not done so, I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of move in the front line then for a striker if he hasn't done something by then. I, I have a feeling that, you know, with the way in which Arteta was talking about the, the striker situation and transfers, we might see some movement. In fact, we're seeing some links today about Joao Felix. We will talk about, I'll talk more about them on, on tomorrow morning's transfer show. But uh, it is interesting to see um, the, the links step up in that area, even though we clearly want a striker, uh, we clearly want a winger and there's interest in midfielders as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be intrigued to see what, what changes. Jared, I'll get your thoughts on Nketi. I think we're going to give you a chance to, to talk. Ojo's not convinced. Josh doesn't seem that convinced either. You're the optimistic man in our Discord quite often. So are you going to give us that optimistic view? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised like anybody else that Ojo's not convinced. <laughs> but... Uh... I think it's, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. It it changes the way we play tremendously. We're going to have to adjust a little bit to him being in there. As much as people talk about him filling the role of Jesus, it's not going to be the same style of play. We're going to have to adjust a little bit. He can't do the things that Jesus does. We all know that. But that doesn't mean he can't be effective and he can't add something to the team. You know, we saw at the end of last year when he got a little bit of a run of games, certainly doesn't raise the level of the rest of the team the way Jesus does, but he can bag goals. And whether they're super technical quality, really impressive, or they're those little tap-in poachers goals he tends to get, I I don't care, (laughs) you know, if it gets us through until we either bring in reinforcements in January or until Jesus is back. 
hopefully we're not relying on him solely that long. But I think he does bring something. You know, he's decent in the press, puts a lot of pressure on goalkeepers and and adds something to the team. But everyone's going to have to step up a little bit because even if he plays well and does all the things he does well to a good level, it's still not the same as having someone like Gabriel Jesus in there. So it's going to be an adjustment and it's going to be on Odegaard and the rest of the team to sort of pick up around him and bridge those gaps where we need it. Yeah, Inketi is a really difficult player to analyse because you give him the chance at the end of last season and he gets goals. And as Josh said, maybe that adds the the motivation, of course, of his contract finishing and, and what that does this season. But he's not had the chance this season to play with the first team week in, week out. He's played regularly in the Europa League with a you know a dysfunctional and very highly changed Arsenal side. And maybe that's why we've not seen necessarily the same return. And and in this off-season, we've seen him play, I thought, well against Leon, and I thought he played well against Milan. But then Juventus, uh, you know, I, I didn't necessarily, it didn't inspire me, you know, in, in any way, shape or form. Uh, and obviously, we've not really been able to see the games against both Watford and uh, uh, and against Luton. But against Luton, he didn't score. And from the sounds of the description, didn't really even have a chance uh, on goal either. So I think what will be the difference is that if he scores against West Ham, I think it will settle the nerves somewhat. What I don't want to happen is if he scores, that changes the way the club approach the transfer window. But I don't think that will happen. I think Arteta already understands that we're kind of short and that we need to bring in some reinforcements. So I'm hoping that that won't change. I'm curious to what you guys think of the chat box as well. Um, and I'll see what you guys have replied to what you guys have said. Uh, Sean says, lads, why are we sleeping on Eddie? He's one of our own. Let's encourage him. Let's uh, let him embrace the challenge, um, <coughs> and, and Terry points out that Eddie almost saved us last season. Uh, Harvey says he should be our third striker, but at the moment we have to support him, and hopefully he can prove everyone wrong. Um, Nate says, why does everyone judge Eddie on the substitute appearances and games with our second lineup? I suppose that's because we've all, all we've had to go off, you know, this season. So what else is there to judge him on? But that's why I brought in last season's end of season run. Uh, as a potential option. Paul Ojo called, described you as a fair-weather fan, not a supporter. I said this was harsh in the chat box, by the way. Uh, he says, Nketiah's stats tell us he's adapting his game to the team setup. Well, I mean, what do you say to Paul there in regards to that? I wish Paul a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> That's the most diplomatic response. Well done. <laughs> but, but, you know, as a fan base, you know, we should stop treating Eddie as though he's some new youth player who's stepping up. He's a 100,000-a-week striker. Do you actually think, or you have to set an expectation of a 100,000-a-week striker? Maybe Ketia scores a goal against West Ham. But do you honestly believe if we don't get a striker for the rest of the season, then a 100,000-a-week striker should be able to take you, get you over the line until Jesus comes? Do you think Eddie can do that? I don't think he can. Okay, maybe he scores here and there, but if he was newly promoted from the youth team, I would give him all the support because I understand, okay, he's new for him. But Eddie has been in the season, or he's been in this setup for a while now. There is a reason why we were all behind Balogun rather than Eddie last season. We were hoping to see more of Balogun and we were happy to see Eddie go on a free. Because we understand, okay, he has this flashes of brilliance, but he is not or nowhere close to a dependable striker. He's, I feel he's one of those strikers that come into his form later in his age, when he's maybe 28, 30, where he understands his strengths and 
you know his game play a lot more but right now he's trying so many things so last season he was trying to play like like i said this mm. season he's trying to play play like gabriel jesus is he's forgotten what he used to be in the under 21s you know out and out poacher and maybe i i still don't understand why arsenal went ahead and gave him that contract but um now that we have given him obviously the club has to back him but it doesn't mean i have to be convinced by him. Fair enough. No, I, I, you don't have to be convinced by him. Um, you, you don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that you need to uh, believe that Nketiah is our saviour for this season because it's 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 fair that you're not and it's fair that you have those doubts. I hope that he obviously returns and I know that you hope that he does prove us wrong and does score goals and, and takes us where we want to go. That's ultimate. I think that that's the, the key thing whenever we're having any criticisms is that people understand that criticism can come from a place where we're hoping that they prove us wrong and we're criticizing because we want to see more from these players. You know, I'd much rather we didn't have to spend another 30 million pounds on a striker and that Eddie and Ketty have scored plenty of goals for us. But I suppose we'll just have to leave that conversation there and see what changes. Um, we're going to go to the lineups now. I, I'm hoping that Jared can hear me. I know he's been having some technical issues. Um, Jared, can you hear me at all? <laughs> if you can, uh, I'm going to ask you to talk us through your team, uh, ideally. Can you hear me, Jared? Yep, perfect timing. I think I just got it sorted. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. All right. What's going on? But people wondering why you're dropping out and coming back in. We're trying to sort out Jared's uh, audio, but I think you can hear us now. Yeah, sorry about that. I usually don't have that sure. problem, but it was just going in and out on me. But we're good to go. So uh, as, as far as my team, Coming back off the layoff, like I said earlier, I think it's important to have a good performance here. So I went with what I think Arteta is going to go with, our strongest 11, obviously mm. with the change up front because Jesus isn't available. Um, like I said, I think this is the most important of these three upcoming games. So you want to make sure you get a result. And uh, I think he's going to put these guys out. Saliba just coming back to the team, I think maybe today or yesterday. I know it's it's fairly new, but he's been in training with France. I expect him to be, you know, at a good fitness level, and I think he's going to get the start. Zinchenko, for me, is always the tough one to call. Him and Tierney, I know Tierney just had a rest in our last friendly. Maybe that means he gets the start. Um, that said, if he's ready to go, I prefer Zinchenko. I think he raises the level of the team a bit more than Tierney does right now, even though I have a, an absolute love for Kieran Tierney. And then up front, I think it sort of picks itself at this point until, you know, the January window comes around. I think Martinelli and Kedi Asaka is going to be the standard, as is the midfield that we're used to seeing. I don't expect any changes there either. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Martinelli's your standout. Why have you gone for him in this game? I really like the way he performed for Brazil. It was limited opportunities, granted, but when he came on, I thought he just looked like he had a spark and was lively and really brought something to the team. And I think he's going to kind of carry that momentum back. He's you know, on the verge of signing a new contract. He obviously feels pretty settled here. We've shown the confidence in him. And I think he's just going to hit a good run of form after the holidays. And especially with Jesus out, I think, he, I know, I think to some degree, he knows he needs to pick up the play, maybe add some goals and, and really impact the game where he can uh, and take his opportunity here. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move to Ojo's team, whose only change, I think, is Tierney coming in for Zinchenko. I imagine that's more down to if Zinchenko was fit, would you would you pick him? But because, of course, the risk of, of his injuries right now. And, and Tom, you do this every time. Bro. This is not my team. This is not your team? I mean, I'm going to look at your yeah. message. What have I got wrong? <laughs> I didn't have an idea. You, you're... 
Why have you got Jesus in your team? I've just realized, I mean, I assumed that you wouldn't have been silly enough to pick Jesus. No, I'm not having that. He's injured, mate. He's injured. No, not I mean, Jesus. I meant, I meant Jesus, the son of Oh, the, the genuine biblical yes, figure of Jesus. Yeah, so hoping wanted, that yeah. after Christmas you would stay back a, a day and play the game for us because we have no <laughs> other hope otherwise. You can't play on his, you know, can't play on the day after his birthday. You, you, you can't do that. I'm sorry, he's 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 away. He's busy. So if if you, if you can't have Jesus and you can't have Jesus, are you having Enketia or are you bringing else someone else in? Do you not see the drop off, Tom? You're going from the literal Son of God to Eddie Enketia. This is what I've been trying to say. <laughs> but Enketia is available. The other option you've got is to play Martinelli through the middle and Marquinhos or Vieira in a wide position. That's what I'll offer you as a potential other option if you're desperately not wanting Eddie in there. And this is why I'm not so confident about tomorrow's game. <laughs> well, the two days' time, but yeah, I don't. But the rest of the team, are you happy with the rest of the team? Yes, yes. So, Sinchenko, if he's fit, I think Arteta will. Uh, play him, but I, I'm I'm not sure why he keeps getting these injuries. So it, it feels like every other week it's it's a it's a calf injury for Zinchenko, like it was a back injury for Ozil. It's like is, is someone tackling him hard? You see, it's, I understand he was injury prone at Manchester City as mm. well, but at least it felt like he showed up some of the games. All I see is Zinchenko and his wife, you know, supporting the teams from the stats. So. So, but but this team is 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 good enough to beat West Ham, whether it is AD up top or even if we switch Martinelli up top, which I don't think Arteta would do, and I I don't think Martinelli is ready to play as a a striker as well. So, but regardless, on paper and and if we somehow it's it's, it's Jesus the Christ, right? Not Jesus somehow, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I think this team is good. Too. I, I know you would come up with some weird uh, tactical formation in your team, but I, I think my team should should beat all you guys' teams. Honestly, I I, I lose the will to live sometimes. To be honest, having <laughs> <laughs> you on the show, Joe, and yet I persist because you know you are, you do bring entertainment. That that is for sure. Certainly, thankfully, Josh has been a little bit more sensible, and uh, despite his criticisms of Enketia, has still gone with Enketia in the team. Wasn't tempted to to use Vieira or Marquinhos. Did, did either of those two cross your mind when picking your team? I went for what Arteta would probably go for rather right. than what I'd go for. What would you However, go for out of interest? I'd play Odegaard in a false nine and bring right. Vieira in. Okay, well, let's do that then. Let's let's put Odegaard. That's what here. I'd do personally, but that's not and what then I think Vieira here. So I assume that means that, that Odegaard would have to go in a kind of a, a, a slightly... Oh, no, that's the wrong way. I want to move that. Goodness me. Um, so he'd be, he would have to go in a slightly deeper position, I imagine, behind the two yeah. front players. Is that right? So exactly. kind of there, Martin let's Ellie. say there. Um, that would work. Hold on, I just realised I'm doing this on Josh's, right? <laughs> on Jared's rather, <laughs> rather than yours. That's really helpful. I was going to yeah, say, so, I'm not seeing anything moving. Yes, it's because I'm looking at Jared's one, not your ones. There we go. So that's what you'd rather see coming to the team. I, that would be my ideal. However, I did see today that there is a doubt that Saliba plays for personal reasons. Really? Where did you see that out of interest? So I've seen it on Twitter earlier today. And I tried finding it prior places. to this. And then I went straight on Footmob and it's also on there. 
Okay, right. Well, I'm typing in Saliba personal reasons uh, in the chat box. Um, into sorry, into Twitter just to see if I can see anything. Because you got me, you got me worried now. Um, but I can't see anything. Nothing's coming up with the word Saliba personal reasons. To be honest. So let me pull it up quickly. Whilst, whilst you're it. getting that up, because I'll give you some time to do that, um, it's interesting seeing a team where obviously Erdegaard might be used in that central role. What I would say is that we have seen at times, you know, Fabio Vieira used at Porto in kind of that false nine position. So I thought instead of this way around, you might have actually used maybe Vieira as kind of that more central figure um, than than I got. But it, it does strike me the desperation not to see Enketia in the team. <laughs> I'm really not stuff. convinced by him. I'm I'm one for Academy, Hairland, etc. etc. I there's just something about him. You've got to alter the way you play. I wouldn't say so dramatically. I think he either has to force himself to be something he's not to fit in the system, mm. or we then have to change the way we play to fit him in. And I can get changing the way we play if it's someone of a caliber a bit like city have done this season where it's harland and they've had to alter it but when it's something it's someone like inketia not trying to shoot him down or anything like that but you're changing a system that's proven worked sustainable throughout the whole season so far hmm. for eddie inketia it just doesn't sit right personally with me okay fair enough fair enough Look, did you manage to find the uh i am literally going on it now have you got? Do you want me to post the link to you? Yeah, please do. Please put it in our private chat on the uh, Streamyard if you can send yeah. it in there, and then I'll uh, I'll have a look. Whilst you're sending that, I'll go through my team. Um, I have put Eddie and Ketia in my team, and not only have I put Eddie and Ketia in my team, I've given him as my five star performer in this game, just because he's going to shoot down the criticisms easily uh he's gonna score a hat trick it's all gonna be fine no one's gonna worry ojo's gonna cry with humility you know it's gonna be wonderful and uh i can't wait to see it i'm hoping that that is the case i am willing it into existence at this point um i see this now uh josh footmob have said that williams leave a personal reason i think that the personal reasons that they're putting i think what will happen is that footmob will have a uh, like a number of reasons to why players aren't available and they probably don't have World Cup returning as one of the possible options, yeah. if you know what I mean. So I think that's probably why they've got it down as personal reasons. Um, and the only thing I can think of is that he's not returned quick enough is the personal reason. I think that's probably what it is. Um, so yeah, I think that's 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 what I think it is. I don't know why I've got Vieira in here. I think it's because I was changing around the wrong thing with earlier, but I can tell you that Erdegaard <laughs> is, is absolutely meant to be in this team rather than Vieira. I'll tell you what, for the first preview show back, this has been absolutely cataclysmic. Uh, in terms of, we've had audio issues, we've had the wrong slides, I've changed the things. Ojo's trying to create chaos on our preview <laughs> shows. Uh, Josh is saying Eddie and Ketty is going to fail massively. <laughs> you know, it's I'm joking, but it's been yeah, it, it has been a chaotic show. But this is my team. I, mean, I should caveat and say that Zinchenko only plays if he's fit. And when I say fit, I mean fully fit and available. I don't want him being risked. If he isn't there, Tierney absolutely should be coming in. Um, but yeah, Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Partey, Xhaka, Odegaard, Saka, and Ketia Martinelli is my team for the benefit of those listening on audio platforms. For those, we'll just run back through the others. Uh, Josh's team, Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Tierney, Partey. Um, for all for some reason... Kelly. 
in the midfield. Uh, that's because I've been editing things as we've been changing them. So Vieira, Xhaka, Partey, midfield, Erdegaard, Saka and Martinelli. Uh, Ojo's gone for somehow, including Jesus and his team with Saka and Martinelli behind them. Xhaka, Erdegaard, Partey. Tini Gabriel, Saliba White, and Ramsdale. And Jared, I dread to think what it says now. It does say the right thing. Um, it's not Jesus somehow, though. It's definitely just a Getier up top uh, in there. That's when I told you I was trying to change things and they weren't showing up on the screen. And Ketia Martinelli, Sakura, Degard, Jacoparte, Zinchenko, Gabriel, Saliba White, and Ramsdale were the teams. We're going to move mercifully on to predictions. I hope that nothing goes wrong in this section. Jared, we'll start with you. Scoreline and scorers, please. And chat box, of course, get yours in as well. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 to Arsenal. I think they're going to come out, control most of the game, probably take a 1-0 lead into half and maybe add a second as West Ham pushes uh, on the latter part of the game. As far as goal scores, I've got my man of the match is Martinelli, so he's going to be on the list. And I think Nketiah will grab 1-2 in his first game as a starter. Lovely job. Oh, Joe. So normally, I don't do these predictions. Mm. But uh, what I've seen this season is every time I've come up on the show, we invariably managed to lose the game. So, so you, you were on before the Man United game, I think, yeah. and you were on before the Southampton game as well. Yeah. 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 So this is great. <laughs> I'm regretting this already. So my prediction, so I figured might as well give the prediction. My prediction, just for Paul in the chat box, is uh, Arsenal win 3-0, Eddie with uh, two goals and an assist. And he, and he does this thing, and it and my phone rings over here at my home, and I say, "Well done, Eddie." All that. <laughs> is that is that who he's ringing? He's ringing you to just laugh in your face every time he scores. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Josh, score on and scorers, please. Two one. Odegaard brace. Is this playing up yeah. front? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think even from midfield, I think yeah, Odegaard brace. He's probably the one person I've been very surprised by how much mm. he's come on during the mini preseason. I think he looks like he's grown a year in a month or two. Mm. So yeah, he's my, he gets my two goals tomorrow, I reckon. Or tomorrow, yeah. Boxing Day. I think it might be because obviously he didn't go to the World Cup and like Holland yesterday uh, as well, came on with such motivation to play because they just not played. I think Erdegaard has got that same thing about him as well. Um, so the players that have not gone away, and maybe, you know, that maybe that'll help us because Man City, most of their team went away, um, you know, the World Cup and only a select group of ours did. So maybe that will help us and, and see some motivated players like Gabriel, Zinchenko, of course, when he comes back, Tierney, uh, Ben White didn't get an opportunity to play, of course, when he was out there. Um, our midfield did, besides Erdegaard, and Erdegaard is showing some really good things. And Nketiah, fingers crossed, We'll be ringing up Ojo on Monday, uh, celebrating down the phone line, we hope. Uh, Chatbox, let's see what you guys have gone for. Uh, Ray says 2-1 uh, to the Arsenal, 2-0 up until late. Uh, Chris is going for a 2-0 to the Arsenal with Eddie and Martinelli to score. Terry's going for a 2-0, Eddie and Martinelli as well. Uh, they're all great. Uh, our good friends, Tony the Tiger, going for a 3-1, Martinelli, Saka and Gabriel to get the goals. Uh, Jabu's going for a 3-1, Arsenal with Eddie to get two goals. Temi's going for a 2-0 of a Xhaka brace. That's nice to carry on his form from before the World Cup. Nav's going for a 2-1 to the Arsenal uh, with Martinelli and Saka to score. Uh, <laughs> Ojo is Eddie's cousin, says Arsene Gunnar. I mean, maybe it's just like, maybe he's the family member that, you know, managed to succeed in the world of football. And Ojo's got all of this, this resentment. <laughs> that one day we had the trials and he stole my boots. And I is that what it was? Away. Yeah. That's, Brilliant. That's what 
V2K, Cash, uh, sorry, says uh, 2-1 Arsenal, Erdegaard and Nketiah with the goals. Um, uh, Harvey says 2-2. Uh, Oyukula says, uh, but Haaland's not human, to be fair. That is a very good point. Uh, and says 2-0 with Martinelli to score twice. Harvey's going for a 2-2. Trevor's going for a 1-0. Uh, I imagine that might be Gabriel Martinelli with the goal. And 4-0 from Boss Vargvan, who says an Eddie Hattrick and Saka to score. I'm going to go with a 3-0 win. Eddie to get two. Uh, and Martin Odegaard to get the other one as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you're watching on Catch Up, leave your predictions down in the comment section below and drop a like as well whilst you're here jared thank you so much welcome back thanks we got the uh the audio issues all worked out eventually on the show but it was all good in the end yeah it took a little while good to be back talking to you likewise josh and ojo good to see you guys and uh, hope to be back on again soon indeed tell people where they can find you and what you're going to be up to um, you can find me on Twitter right down there. It's at JC underscore AFC and also over on the Gooners pod whenever we uh, decide to get together and put a show out. Absolutely. Uh, Ojo, genuinely, thank you for your time <laughs> and your entertainment. It's always a pleasure. I'm hoping that we can bring a curse to the end on Monday and get three points. Tell people where they can find you and what you're going to be up to. Well, you can find me on the, the Discord if... Uh... You know, Eddie doesn't score. If he does do something, then you might not see me for a while. But, uh, <laughs> so please do join the channel. It's Christmas time and Tom is having his yearly giveaway of the PlayStation 5 to the Ojo Foundation. So is, is that it? Is that... Can get on this <laughs> card. Uh, oh, you can check with Josh. You know, Josh is there. He's, he's having fun on the Discord. Um, it's not always amicable, but we, we try to do our best. Indeed. Yes. So if you've disagreed vehemently with what Ojo has been saying, join up as a member, jump into the Discord and tell him he's wrong. That's how you can get in contact with him. So uh, my name in the Discord is actually Daniel underscore 14. (laughs) 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 Well, you can tell Daniel he's wrong as well, if you like. He does get wrong quite a lot as well. So especially in fantasy football. Um, But thank you so much as well. (laughs) Ojo, always a pleasure. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for coming on and thanks for uh, taking part in your first preview. Tell people where they can find you and what you're going to be up to. Um, Oh, no, he's back. Sorry, I thought you cut out for a second there, Josh. You're back now, though. I cut out. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I will be in the Discord, a bit like Ojo, if Eddie scores. I'm going missing for a week. (laughs) You know, you could just hold your hands up and be like, you know what? I got this wrong, you know, and fair play. You don't have to go missing because you got something wrong. (laughs) I'll I'll blame it on Christmas. That's where I'm going. I'm going missing. So I'll be back in the new year. (laughs) <laughs> honestly with on it lessons need to be learned about being wrong you don't need to die on the hill of your points you can hold your hands up and say you know what i got this one wrong i've done it plenty of times before and i'm all the better for it um but i'll yeah, give it it's... practice <laughs> indeed uh thank you so much uh to josh ojo and jared for coming on today's show always a genuine pleasure to speak to our members in the discord and a massive welcome as i said at the start of the show to the brand new members hopefully that means we'll get some more voices onto our preview shows and our preview podcast throughout the rest of the season i hope you have an absolutely fantastic christmas if i don't indeed hear or speak to you guys before then of course listeners you'll be able to tune into tomorrow morning's 8am show but then after that on christmas day there is an 8am special with lee judges sophie and mike from jared's the gooners pod Uh, so do indeed listen to that and on sunday i've got a bit of an announcement podcast dropping at 8am as well and then back to the usual stuff on uh, on the when no 
Tuesday, trying to think ahead. You lose that track of days over Christmas. Uh, on Tuesday on the 27th, back to the usual 8am live show uh, with all the latest Arsenal transfer news. But there's Jao Felix to talk about tomorrow, Mudrik to talk about tomorrow. Lots of news dropping today. So we'll discuss all of that and more then. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.